talk. Ready to talk. <laughs> I'm ready. Ready to talk. Gonna talk a lot. Oh, that's gonna get us a lot of followers. <laughs> Everyone loves baby voices. Everybody loves baby voice. Everyone loves <laughs> baby voice. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, monster just crawling on my throat. <laughs> Terrible. Hello, people. Uh, hysterical history. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Uh, I got a couple of um, just uh, stuff to go over before we start the episode. Okay. First one is if you listen to our uh, camo episode, mm-hmm. I got randomly um, sent uh, like a news article from Google. Okay. That's uh, like. Um, from Forbes, scientists just solved the mystery of why zebras have stripes by making horses wear zebra costumes. <laughs> oh, like, oh! I thought I thought we'd solved it, but because because camouflage. Yeah, while they run, so they're hard to see which way they're going. Right, like I think the standard hypothesis is it's to uh, confuse predators. Yeah, like like the most. Uh, but they're saying they put uh, stripes on horses, and they found that something very interesting happened. They got fewer bites from flies. Oh. Like the flies look at the the pattern and they start miscalculating their trajectory ah, to land and they nice. just bounce off. That's hilarious. Like little fools. <laughs> I know, little idiots. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but they're like, uh, it, it confuses parasites actually. Ah, okay. Right, uh, if it's confusing flies. It, right, they're flies, but like in Africa they carry, they can carry really bad diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in regions where the flies are worse and the diseases are worse, the patterns tend to be a little bit wilder. Sure. I'm like, this is exactly what happens when you put this kind of pattern on a ship. Like, mm-hmm. people misjudge the, like, missile right. distance and stuff. I'm like, and that then makes, goes, And then it goes, dunk. That makes so much sense. But here's a picture of a horse wearing a zebra blanket. <laughs> it's so cute. It's, it's like great. a little snuggie. It's a little snuggie for horses. I love it. Uh, and the second thing on the news docket is happy two-year anniversary. Oh, is it today? It's going to be the 26th. Oh, yay. Which, because we're not posting on Mondays anymore, <laughs> is uh, going to be the day that this goes out. No. What? I have an episode. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> it's going to be the something goes out. Anyway, yeah. we're recording uh, earlier. Yes. But it's going to be the 26th. Happy, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, us. Happy us. Ooh, two whole years. Two years of this. And uh, (laughs) do you know what the second, like the traditional gifts for second anniversary are? No. It's uh, cotton. Oh, cotton? I thought cotton was first, but maybe it's I think first is paper. Oh, okay. Uh, But then there's like modern lists Uh that include stuff like... And this is the toaster anniversary. <laughs> okay. But year two is supposed to uh, porcelain or fine china. Oh. Uh, and so by the end of the episode, I, both of those will be relevant. Oh. Hoorah. Exciting. Exciting. Uh, but I was going to say if it was toaster, we have a really nice toaster. You don't need to get us a Yeah, <laughs> we don't need like a toaster. We have an email from Ariana or Ariana. Girl, shoot. One of those two. And I have to let you know, 
uh, even though I think I already did an email, that the first thing I saw when I opened up <laughs> that email was the picture of your goofy dog. We love your dog. And we were watching, I want to say we were watching America's Next Top Model probably. Oh, yeah, probably. And um, I like opened, I like went to our email. So I was like, oh, maybe we have some emails. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, and I opened it. And it's just like a dog like, bleh, <laughs> like sprawled out with his tongue out. Just be a total doofus. And I just start, like laughed really loud. And Haley's like, what? And then I paused it and I'm like, hold on, I have to read this email to you and show you this thing. And then I read her the email and then I was like, but the thing I saw was this. <laughs> this is why I was laughing. I love your dog's little face. He's so cute. So cute. Wolfgang. He's like a little chihuahua. And you know how chihuahuas know. get when they're like their eyes are looking in different oh, directions. I love little dogs. And their tongues out and they're getting their belly scratched. They're so cute. What a weirdo. I just want a little pocket dog. Yeah. Little anyway, Ariana says, I wanted to send you an email for a while, but didn't have any funny history to share. And I want you all to know you don't have to have any funny <laughs> history to share. You don't have to, like, don't com- feel pressured. It come with tribute. We love all of the emails we get always. We've never gotten an email that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like treasure. So yeah. please. We, we love all of you. It's fine. Um, but, of course, if you do, please send us something funny, history. We love that, too. Yeah. Uh, but she sent, then again, I'm from Texas, so most of our history is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, tonight I was watching Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He did a segment on news anchors oh, yeah. making fun of the dog that won the Westminster Dog yeah. Show. <laughs> In one of the clips, a news anchor said the dog looked who won looked like Chester Arthur, the president. Yeah. The other anchor looked at him like he was stupid (laughs) and stated firmly that Chester Arthur is not a president. Oh, it's so good because, like, afterwards we're like, we need to watch this right now. (laughs) Yeah, we did. We, We like, interrupted our, like, we we interrupted our own watching America's Next Top Model so that we could watch that. Immediately. Immediately. It was so good, too. Amazing. Uh and she says, it made me laugh because that is one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I also love the episode about Seattle's underground and the toilet problems. It's all good. Great. Always a fun <laughs> poop story. Uh, I laughed so hard I cried during that one. My coworkers probably think I'm insane since I often listen to your podcast at work and laugh to myself. Uh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're just having a good time at work. Having a good old time. Uh, They're jealous of you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they've also informed me that I'd be their phone-a-friend if they were on a game show because I often share my newly learned history. Hell yeah. Hey, hey. They're like, you know everything. I'm going to call you if I'm on a game show. <laughs> and you're going to have to call us and we'll be like, we don't know. <laughs> Sorry. But what what really got our funny bones, aside from your beautiful puppy, uh, is that when we were watching that segment of John Oliver's, uh, it's like a dude and a woman talking about, News oh, it looks like uh, Chester Allen Arthur. Yeah. That's not a president. <laughs> He's like, are you sure about that? And he kind of like waggles his eyebrows and she's at like, the camera. Yeah. Yeah, that's And she like looks at the camera like, what do you, this, this moron? What an idiot. But that anchor's name is also Haley. <laughs> it is. It almost felt exactly the same as yours, too. <laughs> I'm like, she's Haley, too. It's like, there's, the only difference is like, your I is a Y in her name. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I and Y function as the same sound. Letter. So, yeah, my conspiracy, all Haley's don't know about Chester Allen Arthur. <laughs> None of them. None of them do. So if, you're, if your name's Haley and you don't know, please email us. Uh, we're compiling it. Or if it. you do, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. want all the data. We need to compile all the data points. Yeah. We want to figure out the probability that your name is Haley and you don't know that Chester <laughs> Allen Arthur is a president. Yeah. Please. Please. 
Oh, but in her end of her email, she says, sorry that I'm rambling. You're never rambling. You're never Please, ram- everyone, ramble as long as you want into our email about whatever you want. Have you listened to this podcast? We ramble <laughs> That is so much. literally our only purpose. People have left us, uh, you know, reviews about how we ramble so much that they couldn't possibly listen. So. Yeah, we're doing it right now. Please do it for us. Uh, I'm a huge fan and love you guys. We love you, too. We love you. Uh, I try to convince everyone to listen to your podcast. God bless. You're so nice. <laughs> Keep being awesome. I've listened to all of them over the last few months, and I look forward to every new episode. That's gold. so fast. <laughs> you get you get a gold star from me. Uh, and then also a picture of her dog that she wanted to share. <laughs> so cute. You, she said, you said you like pictures of animals, so I thought I'd share. Always <laughs> send us. So if you have an animal, no matter what your email is about, please send us a picture of your yeah. animal. Yeah. Or, or like your baby or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you love in your life, send us a picture. Right. It doesn't have to be a dog. No. If you, if you got a weird bird. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll take bird pictures. You know. If you just really like ham, send us a picture. I don't care. <laughs> I like how Whatever you love. Like, this podcast has become just like an excuse for people to send us photos. I mean. That was the ploy the that whole was, time. That's our goal in general. So, And it's working. It's working. Nailed it. But I'm going to be talking about both those kind of a little tenuously, but they will come up. Okay. In some respect. But I'm going to be talking about a woman named Asia, who is an American-turned-English immigrant Okay, in the 1800s. Wait, before you start, I had something, too. Uh-oh. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go. Go. Um, so I've been watching a lot of Shane Dawson videos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, a lot of, like, conspiracy videos specifically, which are very fun for me because they range from, like— He'll be like, here's a conspiracy. And I'm like, that's just a real thing. You know, uh-huh. like, that's just a fact. It's like the conspiracy about, you know, Hollywood covering up things for child molesters. And I'm like, that's just true. Yeah. That, Everybody knows. That's just a thing that happens. Right. So it's like the on the one side of the spectrum, it's like, that's just fact. And then you come in a little bit more and it's like, here's a conspiracy. And I'm like, I believe that. Like, um, Oh, I got one for him. Uh, I got one that you should look up. What? Jack in the Box uses dead people in their fish sandwiches. <laughs> Like real human corpses. <laughs> That's from personal experience. It was something really bad. Oh, no. I think it's zombie flesh. I told you not to buy it. We had to. I told you. For science. It smelled so bad. It was like really bad, Poison you guys. Poison my car. I hope my. I don't think my car still smells like it, but <laughs> we I had, had to clean it just in case. Like two minutes after driving away, we had to stop and just throw it away in a garbage can. Yeah, because I didn't want to smell it anymore. It and was, Haley was going to probably throw up. Yeah, I had to spit out the one bite that I tried. I'm like, it's too much. Oh, no. But we had to for science. We did it. You did, if you, I guess. But You know me. I have to try things. You do. <laughs> I'm like, what if I can try it but in my what, mouth but first? what if? What if it's real? <laughs> what if it's real? What if it's real corpse It's not flesh? real. Okay. I have to try. Okay. It might be real, that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it goes from like, that's not that's not a bad, or like, that's just true. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy. And then the next one's like, I believe those conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's a conspiracy that like, Khloe Kardashian is, her dad's actually O.J. Oh, Simpson. OJ, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, if you look at them, they look a lot alike. <laughs> that one is a pretty fun conspiracy. And her mom has like admitted that she cheated on her dad like a lot. Yeah. And they were very close. Uh-huh. So like... Possible. Possible. And it's, like, so low risk that I'm just like, sure, I'll believe that. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to believe things. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm like, sure, yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll come up to, like, um, I'm like, I guess. Like, maybe. Sure. You know, like, the thing about, like, uh, 
like Chuck E. Cheese pizza right now. That's oh, like in between. Like, <laughs> yeah. I believe that. And like, I guess that could be. Sure. Um, that they like recycle pieces of pizza mm-hmm. to from like things that people didn't finish. And like, I'm like, OK. I mean, given the evidence, I'm like, possible. Sure. Yeah. To like doubt it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. Um, to like, you know, like Illuminati stuff and things like that. Where yeah. I'm like, I can't say. I wouldn't say like for definitely. I don't believe like there's a secret society of anything. But I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that I'm just like, no, that's just literally false. <laughs> like that's just not like when it gets to like lizard people. And I'm just like, no. Yeah, it's not real. No. Um, or like, look at all these alien sightings and videos. And I'm like, they're all fake. It's not real. <laughs> or like, it is a UFO, but that just means we don't know what Unidentified it is. flying object. It doesn't mean it's an alien. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's from another planet. But one of them that he did was about Nostradamus, of oh, yeah. course, because Nostradamus predicts everything. Mm-hmm. We already learned. He already knows. Um, and it was like, I think this is true. I haven't read it, and I didn't look. But I think this is true because I've heard this before, that Nostradamus has a like quatrain or whatever where he talks about there being three antichrists. Oh, sure. He doesn't like name them. He just says they're going to be three before the <laughs> end of whenever. And that's the thing, really. If you have someone who's predicting the future, but they can't like name the Antichrist <laughs> or the dates or anything. That's a little sus. <laughs> I mean, we've already talked about it. I don't think yeah. he really is predicting anything. <laughs> and people are just crazy. Yeah. Or not crazy, but just like people people naturally see patterns and things and it's right. like human nature. Right. And not do. only that, but like but while I'm watching conspiracy videos, I'm like, you know, on some of them I'm like, no. And then he starts like showing me things and then I'm like I guess I could see why you think that. Sure. Fine. Um, but I'm like, I'm also not a hugely impressionable person about those things. And I'm like, I see, I'm like, why people are worried about people watching these videos. Yeah. <laughs> because at first I'm like, you know, it, it convinces me like a tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it could convince other people a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like one of them was like, Britney Spears hasn't been singing her music for years and it's a backup singer of hers or something. And I'm like, I really doubt it. Mm-hmm. And then like, because you can auto-tune and edit so much that it's like, why not have her do it and then just fix it? Right. Especially her music isn't very like, um, I don't know, clean. Sure, I mean, yeah. and like that, like there's a lot of editing going on. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like, probably not. But then they like, he played a clip of her backup singer who sounds like basically exactly like her. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, okay, maybe. Mm. Um, it's possible. And of course sure. you want your backup singers to sound like your main person because you want to be able to blend the vocals really easily. Yeah. But she sounds a lot like her. And I was like, okay, maybe. Um, sure. You can convince me a little that that could be true. Mm-hmm. But I'm like other people much easier to convince. Right. You know, and I'm not trying to say like, I'm cool. Just there's a lot of impressionable people. Yeah. Youth. Yeah. Um, so dangerous. But anyway, uh, Nostradamus says there's three antichrists. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the, the conspiracy was that, like, Donald Trump is one of them. Okay. Um, and the other two were Napoleon, which I'm very insulted by, okay. <laughs> personally, sure. and Hitler. Okay. And I'm like, the idea that we're putting Hitler in with Napoleon feels rude to me. But then that they're putting him in with Donald Trump when, like, both of them tried to take over, like, a continent. Mm -hmm. And, like, the worst that he's done is, like, ban some people and then not build a wall. So that I'm just like, (laughs) I don't think he can count yet. Uh, Like... He hasn't done enough damage. None of these people are in the same leagues as each other. Right. They're all... They all did... They have very very different rankings. Although, like, who am I to judge an antichrist on their actions? (laughs) 
But I'm like, if you want to, <laughs> we all got different. We know now things. that you can not only get three antichrists just out of World War II, but four. Yeah. Wow. Four. Just in Europe. Just in Europe. Whoa. What a time. Maybe that was them all at the same time. <laughs> and time no, Nostradamus alive. miscounted. Oh, man. Woo. Yeah, there were at least, at least four. More like five. Yeah. At least four in Europe. Yeah. But probably more all over the earth. Right. And it really depends, like, are you including the Soviet Union? Is, mm-hmm. it, is that one Europe? Because that boosts you up. Right. At that point, I am. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, yeah, I feel like we can pretty properly rule out Napoleon as an antichrist. <laughs> That's uh, a bit much, maybe. Yeah, I guess if you're like England, <laughs> he's probably an antichrist. He doesn't do anything to them. I mean, he, he went to war with England. It they had work, though. But that doesn't, just because the antichrist doesn't <laughs> succeed doesn't mean he's not the antichrist. <laughs> England's like, antichrist, Machiavelli, <laughs> Napoleon, <laughs> just anyone they don't like. Yeah. Um, and then just France is a total. Yeah, France. Sarkozy. <laughs> also, and we it, don't believe Nostradamus because he was French. He was French. He was probably lying. He I'm was like, covering for him. <laughs> you know who I bet wouldn't think he was an antichrist if he could see into the future? Nostradamus. <laughs> and then the French rise up and take over the whole world. He's like, I mean, that's probably not the that, antichrist. No, that seems pretty fair. France is pretty cool. Also, the way that Shane edited it, I want to like call him out a little bit. But I'm like, I know he doesn't like you know, know a lot of history, probably. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he does, like, he doesn't, he, and not, like, and rudely, he doesn't seem like he cares. Yeah, Which course. is fair, because most people don't care. A lot of people just don't That's care. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to. But when he, like, said Napoleon, he, like, put up pictures, uh, like, paintings of uh, the French Revolution, like, almost mm-hmm. implying that Napoleon, like, made the French Revolution happen, which what? is not true. No, he... But I think he just, like, found, like, destruction images, right? So, like, looks dramatic, you know? Yeah. I don't think he's, like, thinking about Uh, it. But it does insinuate that Napoleon is the reason that that was happening. And I want to tell you, in the French Revolution, there is an Antichrist once again, and his name is Maximilian Robespierre. Definitely not Napoleon. Robespierre is an awful person. If anything, Napoleon pulls them out of that. Right. He's, like, the the solution. (laughs) Yeah. The alternative. (laughs) He's the opposite of Antichrist at that point. And I'm not saying he's Christ, but, like, he's the helpful one (laughs) at that point. Right. Anyway, I just had to talk about that. (laughs) Because when he said that, I was like, oh, it's not only Nostradamus, but now we're talking about Napoleon. That's fun. I like like when past episodes, like, come back. Mm -hmm. Right. And yours did, too. Yeah, mine did, too. Bam. Bam. Anyway. All that context for life. Tell me all about this lady. So her name's Asia, and you, she, like like spelled like Asia. It, yeah, just like okay. regular Asia. Um, I know sometimes people spell it with Z's, right? And it's I saw I'm like your name's Asia, and you were born in like the 1830s or something. Strange. I'm like I thought that was uniquely like one of those weird white baby names from the 21st century. Um, I, hold on. But apparently her. Dad named her that because he thought that's where the Garden of Eden was. And, like, no one else in her family really has that weird of a name. It's a little strange. But I knew I had to talk about her. Who are you thinking of? Oh, there's this girl in Serial that they talk about whose name is Asia, but I thought mm-hmm. she was black, and I do think she's black. So, yeah, um, that's that's also a thing. But yeah, usually place name names, I think, are white girl names. Yeah. 
Especially, like, the whole continent of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> when you are not Asian. Even right. a little bit. I mean, or, like, India or something. Sure. And you're like... Uh, but she has an important family member, and uh, I want to play a little game. Okay. Is that you have to guess from context clues. I'm not going to use their name. Okay. I'm not even going to use, like, the surname. Okay. And uh, if you think you have it, don't tell me because I want to, like, have a reveal at the end. If so, I think I know who it is? Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, kind of keep it in mind. But at the end, I'll ask you if you know who it is. Do you think I'm going to know who it is? Um, it depends on how much you know about that person. Uh-huh. Like, if you know who it is, then, like, you're going to really know who it is. Okay. Like, there are people who are like, oh, in Asia in the 1800s, who has a famous family member? I know exactly who it is. Sure. Like you're gonna, fans right now are like I know. Fans are like I know who it is. Get ready to get disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't. Uh, but if you think about it halfway through, um, let's wait because maybe the listeners haven't figured it out yet. Sure. Okay. And then we'll we'll have a reveal. A reveal. Okay. At the end. I've never had like a job when it's I'm the commentator. So. Right. No, uh, I'm scared. Yeah. So don't tell me. You might be right, but listeners. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll I'll tell you at the end. So her her whole family is kind of weird. Her okay. dad is like uh, an internationally very famous stage actor oh. uh, who specializes in Shakespeare. Fancy boy, right? Uh, <laughs> they have like their family has a Wikipedia entry, mm-hmm. like just for the family, and they're described as an American theatrical family of the nineteenth century. <laughs> theatrical family. Theatrical family. Uh, his name, the dad's name, is Junius Brutus. Oh. I'm like, oh, what? That's not like... And his daughter's name is Asia? <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. That's his given name? Yeah. It's what? a thing. Yeah. Oh, I, my gosh. I don't know. So, but, like, at the time, if you're involved in theater, you, like, recognize this family. They're, like, the Hemsworths or the Baldwins of mm-hmm. their age. Okay. Uh, Baldwin's. And their dad's is, is kind of like wild. Where it's this episode really isn't about him, but mm-hmm. there were some stories about him that I just I have to tell you, please, to give you kind of context for the whole family. Yeah, I want to know what kind of house she uh, grew up in. So, Clearly, in a very stable, not emotional <laughs> one, right? With all these dramatists. Uh, first of all, he described Asia once as having like a, a sulky attitude. She's kind of the writer poet of the family. Okay. Or that's how she styles herself. Sure. Because they're all energetic and upbeat. Yeah, they're all they're all actors. Gross. Mm. No offense to actors. <laughs> Just but a whole family of them is too many. There is a, a kind of type Especially of the person. dad. Yeah. See, no, these are Skarsgårds. That's what's happening. Because yeah. the dad's an actor and then all the kids are too. And then the kids Except are. for like the ones we don't know about. Right. Because <laughs> like who cares about who? them? That is exactly what it is. Yeah. So um, I don't think you'd like him because he's kind of a belligerent drunk. I mean, that, and, would, that generally is not my type of person. And high maintenance like actor man. Yeah. Uh, I showed you a picture of, I think, his second son, Edwin, yes. who also becomes a famous actor. Okay. Who's, uh, yeah, I'll just say, and Alexis agrees, should be on the list of historical hotties. 100%. Uh, Real cute. Very cute. We were trying to figure out who we reminded of, us of, and it's kind of like a Kevin Klein, Tom Hiddleston, Robert De Niro, young Robert De Niro yeah. look. Kind of like wide forehead, 
prominent nose look. Like I said, I'm thinking of, like, two actors that he looks like when he's younger, and he looks like them combined, but I don't know either of their names. And Edwin is, like, genuinely seems like a very soft, good boy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, from his pictures, I like him. Right. There's a picture of him where he's just, like, holding his daughter and looking at her lovingly. It's, it's so cute. It's very cute. And I read a letter that he wrote to his daughter where I think she was pretty young, but mm-hmm. he's like, I, I got into town and I saw the gift you left me. And it's more precious to me than, like, anything if it was made of gold. Like, when you're a woman, I want to show you this when, like, you'll, like, know how important this was to me. That's so cute. You are so soft. What a great dad. But he... Uh, premieres on stage with his dad when he's like 16 uh-huh. and his dad is not impressed. He's like, you uh, you suck and you should never act again. I mean, his dad sounds like a huge douche. <laughs> he's like a huge douche. But then Edwin goes off and like travels the world learning about theater and like practicing in a whole bunch of different places. And mm-hmm. when he comes back to the States, he's like really good. Yeah. He like became his like a super sane version of himself. It's almost like, you know, if you train and you go out and see the world and like what other people have to offer, you can be good at stuff and cultured and talented. Yeah. But that's the kind of dad he is. He also here here's the thing that I laughed. I'm like, okay, well I have to tell Alexis. He wrote uh, apparently ang- drunk drunken angry letters to President Andrew Jackson. <laughs> threatening to murder him in the night if he didn't, like, agree to policy or, like, to set loose pardon people. Okay, I like him a little now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to use your drunken fervor. Yeah. To write angry letters to Andrew Jackson. There were, like, two people he really wanted the president to pardon. He's like, if you don't pardon them, I'm going to, like, pour kerosene down your throat in the night. I hope Andrew actually read them. I hope so. Like, assassinating presidents is not the coolest, but it's Jackson. And apparently they might have been friends, so it could have just been an in-joke between angry drunks. I mean, I'm not surprised that they're friends, given Uh, his everything. Yeah. Oh, other dad stories? Sorry, this is going to just become, like, the whole family. (laughs) During a performance of—this is not as funny. During a performance of Hamlet, dad left the scene he was playing with Ophelia, scurried up a ladder— and just sat up there uh, crowing like a rooster until the manager had to come get him down. What? So I'm like, uh, is it like the worst or best Hamlet? Because <laughs> that, that he sounds real insane. Uh, and Hamlet be crazy. He's he's like method acting but way too far Yeah, because uh, he's drunk and terrible. Or he's gone insane. When he was playing Richard Third, the actor playing the Earl of Richmond had to uh, – run away off the stage because he, the dad was getting too violent with the sword. Oh, and they're using real swords, I bet. Uh, Probably yeah. not sharp ones, but real ones. <laughs> when he when he played Othello, because it's, you know, the 1800s, America and black people don't. Yep. Um, I mean, they're not even out of slavery yet. No. Uh, much less encouraged to become famous Shakespearean actors. So just be white and it will totally still make sense. It's fine. Uh, the... The, the woman playing Desdemona had to be rescued by no. the rest of the cast because no. he was, like, actually suffocating her with a pillow. No. Um, his drinking got so out of control he had to be locked in his hotel rooms with a guard standing watch. Oh, my gosh. And the family kind of appointed Edwin to be his, his like, no. guardian. He's got that, like, older brother who's so responsible because dad's an a-hole don't, vibe going don't on. Don't punish him with this. I know. Make uh, one of his terrible friends do it. But there's no force in the world greater than a drug addict who needs their fix. Yeah. So he would bribe the little stagehands to go get him whiskey, and then he would drink the whiskey through the keyhole with a straw. That's the <laughs> most like, alcoholic thing I've ever heard. Right. It's so out of control. What? It's so, through a keyhole. 
with a straw. Oh, I have to tell you a story real quick about being in uh, in drama in school. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> so it just reminded me because of you talking about like him going up and like calling like a rooster. <laughs> yeah. So my friends and I, when we get bored while like people were like, you know, people are doing their scenes. You're mm-hmm. not in those scenes or whatever. Yeah, you got downtime. So you're bored. Um, and we would like go up on the catwalks, mm-hmm. um, and then we just sit there and like whisper things. Yeah, and like it's hilarious <laughs> because when we were up there, um, our like I think our uh, drama teacher didn't have great hearing because mm. he'd always yell at us to project constantly, which is hilarious because he would never do it. <laughs> he'd be like, "You have to project," and we're like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It was so annoying. Was that the joke? Was that the point? No. Okay. He just has no hearing. And so he assumes people can hear him and that. And he can't ever hear them. But yeah, so we go up there and we would like whisper things. Mm -hmm. We'd be like, I'm standing right behind you. And then I don't think they could really understand what we were saying. It just sinister, secret whispering. It was like, and then on stage, like it would be hilarious because you'd see one of them go like this. And like look around because I think like the way that the amazing uh, the way that travels yeah, yeah the acoustics that they they can hear us like pretty well but it mm-hmm. kind of sounds like it's behind them yeah even though we were in front of them uh-huh. and so they like start looking around and then they start looking up the catwalk and we're like <laughs> that reminds me like uh, there's some buildings in uh, like Washington D.C. it's all like neoclassical very yeah. Greek Roman but there are some spots just acoustically where if you stand there and whisper someone on the other side of the room yes. will hear it like that you're standing next to them right uh, and just that's what it reminds me of because so you cool. can whisper things like butts <laughs> and some random person will be like what the hell like covering their butt like oh no <laughs> Not today, ghosts. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Leave my butt alone. Don't touch my butt. All the ghosts are Tina Turner. Yeah. Tina Belcher, not Tina, Tina Turner. Turner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tina Turner loves butts, too, I'm I mean, sure. probably. Who doesn't? Butts are pretty great. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, so the family, has, they have 10 children. Asia is the eighth. Oh, so or, no one cares about her anymore. <laughs> yeah, another another source listed her as the fourth children of six to live to adulthood. Ah, so a couple, okay, they don't all like live. That's okay. Then she they care about her a little bit more. Yeah, three of her brothers do become actors. Right. Uh, some of them very famous ones, like Edwin, becomes more famous than his father. Even <laughs> he he's like I some, love him. <laughs> I was reading some historians consider him like. The just the greatest American actor, just wow. overall. Okay, I'm like legit. Good job, Edwin. I've never heard of him, but I love him. You're like such a good boy, Edwin. He's, he's my favorite actor now. Uh, yeah. So they're they're in the public eye when she's around 30 years old. The brother she's closest to, who was born like three years after her, uh, does something very divisive to the public in the public eye. What? So she and I'm I'm not gonna tell you. <sighs> I mean, you'll it's know. It's part of the secret. It won't even be a guessing game if I tell you. But she's like, oh, that's why he stopped by and left like $4,000 in federal bonds in the safe and then left in the night. Mm. Uh, so it leads her and her husband to leave the country. Like, it's not Whoa. exile, but like, they kind of have to just like leave. And they move to London, and it's there she starts writing her, like, memoir that's mm-hmm. mostly about him. I think she writes one also about uh, their dad. Yeah. Okay, I think I figured it out. Uh, but she is just, like, explaining stuff about him and, like, maybe why he did stuff and, like, a little more context clues yeah. to, like, his life. Okay. 
And it's just like one of those early, I don't think she called it like a memoir at the time, but yeah. it, it is like a memoir. Mm. So most of this comes right from that primary source. Nice. So as, 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 as well as a guessing game, it's going to be a fun experiment in what happens to history if you only have one primary source. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know. It's going to be, you know, the waiter brings it out. You're going to need to add your own salt. And a and a very biased primary source. Yeah, very close to the action biased has a reason to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, and I don't know positive or negative yet because it's very um, iffy with uh, siblings, right? It's her brother. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard, hard to say. <laughs> so, uh Three years younger than her, baby bro was born May 10th. Okay. You know, 18-somethings. 18, 18 sure. I'm not sure exactly when because I don't care about birthdays. Whatever. Much. But like uh, Prime Minister Totalitarian Dictator Salazar of Portugal, he's also a Taurus. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, but also like me, so you don't have to be a dictator to be a, a Taurus. Mm. But it helps. <laughs> but it helps. Uh, that's like there's like this list of like the serial killer star signs. Yeah. Right? And none of them are Aquariuses, which I find interesting. Yeah. Because I'm an Aquarius. And I'm like, hmm. Why, why is that? I wonder what's up with this. Why not? Right. Is it because air signs can't get anything done? <laughs> can't commit to a murder? They just don't care enough about other people to kill them? Uh, <laughs> don't care about you. <laughs> Too busy being me. So Asia tells us that when her baby bro is like half a year old, or if you're a parent, they're six months, yep. uh, their mom has like a vision. Oh, and of, she's like, this one's evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of, of doom and gloom for like oh, the whole no. family. Oh, for the whole family. Okay, I thought you were going to say specifically about her tiny child. I, I mean, it is mostly about the child. Oh, but it's like you'll bring darkness upon us all. Whoa. Uh, so Asia's leaning pretty hard into like the supernatural is at fault, right? For things that happen when they are kids. She says her brother was in the woods, like just kind of exploring. Near the Quaker boarding school where he went to uh, school in Maryland. Does he hit his head? Um, not in this story. Okay. He spent a lot of time kind of like out in the woods as kids. So, so he hit probably. his head. I mean, more, he fell out of a tree. More likely their dad head. just like beat them. Probably. Honestly. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, Edwin turned out fine. So mm-hmm. he, uh, their brother meets apparently a traveling fortune teller. It's like that scene in Big where baby Tom Hanks is like, make me big and fortune on the boardwalk. But it's in the woods and it's just a random man. Or like in that one where I did slave escapes and he was like, (laughs) here, I want to fall in love with a woman. And now they're like, you're arrested for being black. (laughs) It's exactly like that. Tricked you. The fortune teller says, uh, and this is like quoted. Yeah. Ah, you've had a bad hand. It's full uh, enough of sorrow, full of trouble. Born under a lucky star, uh, he had a thundering crowd of enemies, and he would make a bad end and die young. Mm. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, random man in the woods. <laughs> so it's, it's not quite big starring Tom Hanks. No. Uh, uh, her brother writes it down and carries it around in his pocket until it, oh, no. like, just disintegrates. He's he's one of those people I'm talking about who, if he could watch conspiracy videos, yeah. he would be like, the earth is flat, mm-hmm. the sun is not at the center. <laughs> it's not. And I, I saw it on YouTube, and, like, I really believe it. And the lizards are going to control everything. That is 
at like that's absolutely the vibe I get. He's like, I mean, if he kept it in his pocket, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He becomes like that's not mentally okay. Just like reading all the things she says about him, I'm like, he's like one of these twenty something year old men, yeah, who don't really have a focus in their life, so they usually end up finding like a cause. It's like political or it's religious, or they start a band and they have to get really obsessed with it because they have no like core identity mm-hmm. and they're just kind of adrift also fun fact most serial killer like they, they like composited their ages and the average age <laughs> for a serial killer is 28 yeah yeah i believe it yeah your late 20s you're like what am i supposed to do what what do i do with all this like energy and i don't know who i am and yeah. you just need like the loudest voice to tell you what to do so like maybe you kill some people so you maybe you kill some people she, uh, Asia, describes him kind of, like, a lot physically. Hmm. He has long, curling lashes. Okay. He has uh, perfectly shaped hands. Father's finely shaped hands. That's so weird. It's a little weird. It's at this point, I'm like, Asia, pump the brakes. Mm. Pump the brakes. Rain in, rain in the horses a little bit. It's a little weird. Uh-huh. He was apparently a slow learner as a boy, but he had a pretty good memory. Okay. He liked being out in nature, taking walks and stuff. That's how he found, like, the weird fortune teller that uh, apparently Iria was real and existed. Right. He would practice speaking and elocution in the woods, just talking to himself. Elocution. Elocution. And once again, Asia takes it too far. She says, his voice was a beautiful organ. No. Uh, yeah, basically. I'm like, no. no, no. This is weird. Like, <laughs> Asia, no. And it gets to the point where it's like, you know, I'm I'm like, I guess it's not that weird. But then I think about, like, if I was describing my sisters and I would not say things like that. Like, okay. I would describe, like, I would describe what they look like. Yeah. But I'd never be like, perfect hands. And. <laughs> like mother's hands. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um. What? And I would, I might say like that they're, you know, like they're beautiful or something, you know, like something about their appearance. Yeah. But I would never be like, you know, it's like too much detail. It's just it gets weird. Why are you bringing me the the viewer up that close to their nails? Especially if need... he did a bad thing. Uh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about how beautiful he is, and then be like, also his fine, beautiful, it's hands. terrible <laughs> that he uses for good purposes. Yeah, uh, he he's kind of sound. He sounds like a weird kid. Well, it sounds like everyone. I mean, if if the prophecy thing is true, like that her mom said that, uh-huh. and then like talk to him about it maybe later. Because he's six or like six months, he's oh, not going to know. Or like, be like predisposed. Or the kids told mm-hmm. him about it, yeah. right? Because Asia clearly remembers. Um, that plus going to some weird fortune teller and then being like, you're going to be evil. <laughs> Everyone's telling him he's evil. It's terrible. What? But like, on the other hand, he did uh, a thing he called burrowing, mm. where he'd get on his stomach and just like breathe in the ground smells. Get on his stomach. Yeah. I thought you said get on a stomach. Like no, someone just, else's just stomach. Just like any stomach. Okay. He would tackle people and just breathe in the earth. I mean, that's the... <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's that weird that he just gets on the ground and smells stuff. They don't have, like, essential oils. That's just what he's doing. Yeah. It's like people who put, you know, it, like... Yeah, but, like, if I saw like, if I saw a child who just went into the woods and just, like, laid on the ground and be like, that boy needs a hobby. I'd be like, that's weird, but... <laughs> But uh, sure, it's not the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's just like if you like put, you know, like sage oil or something on your wrist and mm-hmm. you just smell it all day. When uh, when he got stuck on a problem, he would imagine the problem is like 
lines of soldiers, like, on an enemy line oh. that he'd have to take down. He loved flowers and butterflies. I mean, it's like— He played the flute. When does the Civil War happen? Is it now? What—, what? I mean, that's, like, the age. I don't—I don't know. Right. I, I'm like, I'm assuming it's not happening when he's a kid, I don't think. No. Probably. I think that's too soon. Because, okay. like, you know, her, their dad writes letters to Andrew Jackson, so that's too soon. Yeah. But it is in their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on the horizon. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that wouldn't be that weird to me if it was already happening, but it's not happening yet. So. It's not already happening. Where do they live? Uh, So they grew up—I uh, don't remember where their family house is. I want to— Say, like, Asia lives in Philadelphia. Okay. And I think they're kind of based in that kind of northern, east coast. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Like, he went to school in Maryland. Mm, Sure. Um, He has a lot of feelings about Virginia, so I think, like, they... Vaguely there. I mean, a lot of feelings. That's like a big track of land, honestly. Like somewhere between like Virginia and Maine. I mean, it's it's more specific than (laughs) what I'm thinking of the entirety of America in the 1800s. Sure. No, he's he's not from like Utah or Montana or something. No, it's very you know East Coast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he listened to like a lot of sad music and he hated jokes. Asia, he's going through his emo phase. It's fine. <laughs> I love Asia specifies particularly theatrical ones. Yeah, because he hates his dad. That's <laughs> his normal. His freaking family. I'm like, you also probably you weren't good at it, were you? Dad mm. just didn't love you enough. Yeah. You tried I mean, to. he already crapped on Edwin really hard about being a bad actor, mm-hmm. and he became the best actor ever. So yeah. So he's da- got pretty high standards. You know what's terrible is that dad was probably like, yeah, tough love. You probably needed it. Yeah. You probably needed it. You know what? Tough love is bad. Yeah. Just don't. Good. Just, it's like, uh, they talk about that on, high, or, what? They talk about that. <laughs> How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> on My Favorite Murder, is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. How I Met Your Murderer. How I Met Your Murderer. <laughs> How Your Mother Became a Murderer. Yeah. My Favorite Mother. <laughs> It's a podcast about Mother <laughs> Teresa. Um, but she, uh, like, George is talking about that, like, tough love and, like, how, like, in the, mm-hmm. like, 70s and 80s where parents would be like, if you don't come home by curfew, I'll lock you out of the house. Yeah. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. And then there was a story where that happened to the girl and she did get murdered. <laughs> I was like, well, That's maybe you, we don't uh, do that. That's why you shouldn't do it. That's not cool. Don't Have a conversation. Them. Ground them. Don't lock them out of the house. Oh, They're children. House. Yeah, it's a different time. So I'm like, no. And Yikes. like tough love at this time. <laughs> tough love. It's like uh, go into the woods and leave until you're better. Yeah. It's like my dad just hit me in the face. So. <laughs> yeah. He beat me a lot in the neighborhood. So I'm going to go lay down in the <laughs> woods <use> so nobody <laughs> sees my yeah, face is all bruised. Probably. Yep. Honestly. Uh, <laughs> he's just real sad. He's real sad. I can only think about the woods laying down as like that gif of um, Michael Sarah from <laughs> yeah. Arrested Development. <laughs> That's how he is, but in the woods. Yeah. Because he can't go to his house because his dad's evil. His dad's bad yeah. and like none of his family understands. All he has is... And they're all... Yeah. His dad's like beating him and his mom's like, you're cursed. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> What a weird family. Ugh. What a weird family. Uh, he 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 reads pretty widely. I mean, his dad's like an actor, so they have like Milton and Shakespeare all over the house. But sure. he he like he reads about a Spartan king, and he thinks that's like so dope. So who? I don't remember okay. who I didn't recognize the name. So it's not like oh, then no one cares. It's probably not one of the big ones. Yeah. He but he made his but mat- Spartans good to know. Yeah, Spartans. Mm-hmm. He made his mattress super hard uh, to make himself feel like a badass. 
Uh, it's like Bo Bergdahl. Have you heard about that? Uh huh. He's like specific. He's like our mattresses are too soft. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be hard in the army, right? And it's I'm such like, a okay, thing and like. I mean, it's yeah. like a weird, like masculine. I want to like prove I'm powerful thing, right? Yeah, and it makes me think of like um, women don't do that. Women are like, can I get the softest, nicest <laughs> mattress? <laughs> like, there's a line in I think it's uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. He's like, yeah, the beds are like too soft now. Oh yeah, like regular me- beds. Yeah, it's like yeah. weird on my back. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Or like in uh, Castaway, another Tom Hanks movie. Where, like, he comes back to civilization, he just, like, sleeps Sleep, on the floor. Yeah, sleeps on the floor, totally. And it's just, like, what you're used to. Clearly, that's not what's happening to him. He just wants to be cool. Yeah, he wants to be cool. <clears throat> uh, but Asia says he—this <laughs> is, like, it, it gets even more emo. Asia says he decorated his room with a big pair of antlers and used it to hang his pistols and daggers on. And it, also a rusty blunderbuss, so we know it's not just— like to be useful, it's pure decoration. Yeah, no one's gonna use that blunderbuss. He just also, thinks it's cool. Did he kill the animal to take those antlers? Because if not, I don't know. It's lame. It's probably like if you did, that's cool. Because then it's like not only did you like keep it, obviously, a your trophy, but then you're like using it. You know, I wish people yeah. like used antlers for like decoration instead of just putting heads on a wall. It's creepy. Yeah. You know, it'd be cooler if it was like, this is my jewelry stand. I killed this elk. <laughs> Right. I'd be like, cool. Right, but it's usually Recycling. almost never the same person. Resourceful. And they, they live at a time when that would be totally normal, but they're so yes. urban. Yeah, I there's no way. A I, family of actors is going hunting. I don't think, I don't think so. No. And they're not, like, out west enough where, no. I mean, they're just going to go buy their meat. Yep. Uh, she says that her brother has a certain deference and reverence toward his superiors and authority, and he also knew the language of flowers. He wants oh, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> I was gonna say he wants to be in the army. What does knows the language of flowers you, mean? You know how flowers like have meaning. Yeah, like Henry Green. Yeah. yeah. So okay, if you from put, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So if you put <laughs> the most basic name, so it doesn't mean anything to anyone. You know, else. Henry Green, <laughs> class of video game character, <laughs> third Green brother, Henry Green. <laughs> Uh, like that. If you put a whole bouquet together, it can be like like yeah. very varied in meaning, right? Like, do you want to marry me? <clears throat> so I, like, I, I have, hope you die. <laughs> exactly. I have really weird searches in my Google history now. That's like this guy's name and like flowers bouquet. Because I really want like, did he ever send someone flowers? Ah, if he ever did, yeah. it had some meaning to it, right? But uh, I don't know. I, don't I know. like people who know those things because I just want to ask them all the time and be like, how <laughs> do I put? Don't eat my beans again. Because <laughs> you probably flowers. could. There's so many flowers and they mean so many things. Yeah. You could make that. Right. Probably. And I just give it to one of the roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat my beans anymore. It's never been a problem, but. Uh, I'll say this. Asia is, she, I don't know if it's like uh, herself strongly identifying this way or just historians need something to call her. But she's labeled. A writer and a poet, but her her poetry is, it's not the worst we've ever heard on this show. Because we've talked about the worst. Because we've talked specifically about the worst, but it's not, like, good. Do you have a poem? Uh, so that vision her mom had of her baby brother, when Asia's 19, about 19, okay. she turned that event into verse okay. and gave it to her mom for her birthday. And here's here's how the that bit goes. Okay. 
tiny, innocent, white baby hand. What force, what power is at your command, for evil or good? And um, That's it? Uh, I mean, that. yeah, that's what I find. I have a bachelor degree in English literature, and I can tell you with authority the best part of that is tiny baby hand. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that baby hand is hyphenated. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> tiny baby hand. Baby hand. <clears throat> I should I should note too, Asia's writing all this from memory. She doesn't have like, you know, a yeah. Facebook wall to like go back and remember right. all the events. Can't from. research. Uh, it's but that, no, that was terrible. Yeah, that was. I mean, especially that she's like an adult. <laughs> she's like, if she was like <laughs> ten or twelve or. Even if she right. was, like, 15 or 16, I'd probably be like, okay. I read that verse, and I'm like, oh, she's, like, pretty talented for a 10-year-old. And I'm like, oh, no, she's, like, 20. Oh, no. Oh, no, she's 20. Please don't. Oh, no. Please don't poem. Don't do this. <laughs> so, at some point, her brother shows up at her house, and his hands are, like, all wrecked. Do you have any idea how her mom responded to that poem? I don't. Because I'm, like, fascinated. <laughs> If she was, like, really into idea. it or if she's, like, how dare you speak of that? If Or if she's, like, I don't know. It's a weird, like, play mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, like, especially since we know he does a bad thing. Right. That, uh, like, is that, like, <laughs> blame or, like, what? Not, not yet. Also, that's not what uh, she said in her prophecy, apparently. It wasn't, like, are you going to be good or evil? It was, like probably you're the dark cloud he's probably the evil yeah like pretty clearly i don't know she's trying to be artsy with it yeah anyway but it's like 10 or so years before the thing happens yeah so it's not her being like super it's not afterwards and accusatory yeah but but still still strange it uh it lands a little differently after the fact yeah uh so her brother shows up and his hands are all like messed up he says he's been rowing for nights on end his clothes are, like, hanging off him. He hasn't changed in a while, mm-hmm. which Asia interprets uh, as him caring for others, like self-denial instead of what? just, like, him being in a rough shape. You know, she wants to think the best of him, I guess. I guess. Her uh, her other older brother, Junius Jr., <laughs> Junius Brutus Jr., no. the second. I can't believe he juniored that kid with that name. <laughs> I think it's this oldest too. It's like it's Junius Brutus. I mean, you're supposed then, to do it with your oldest, and then Edwin is next because it's insulting if you, you let the one have your name that's not the first one. Yeah, it's pretty bad because it's like I didn't want you to have the name. I always assume that like they wait a while because the mom would have been like, "No, we're not doing that to the kids." No. And finally, he wore her down. But no, it is the. I'm pretty sure it's the oldest brother. Yeah. Uh, and he tells her later that uh, their bro is, like, really broken up about the war and, like, he saw some stuff and it, like, changed him. He was never in the military. Uh, and Edwin, like, asked him once because they were on opposite sides of the issue. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like, why don't you just join the war? He's like, because mom doesn't want me to. Okay. Mom said not to get involved, which I regret now. <laughs> As a big oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. About the Civil War? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't go his way? Mm-hmm. And that's what he regrets? Uh, he just regrets, like, not being involved more. Like, he wants to be a big hero boy. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to sleep on a hard mattress for no reason. So. Right. But he shows up, and she lets him stay. He sleeps on the couch with his boots on, and he has, like, 
mysterious visitors come by that she never really sees. They don't really come in the door. What? They just kind of, like, hang out in, like, the entryway and, like, whisper about stuff. No. Uh, and they just talk. And with, she doesn't go like, "What was that about?" Hey, you want to like invite your friends in? No, they're just stopping hey, by. Hey, you let people just come to my house? It's uh, no, just don't worry about it. Uh, all these mysterious shadow people. They talk with baby hands and then they leave again. He gets like they, you know, really heated about politics and the war, and he's yelling about how there's like evil in the country. He's been he's been drinking the Kool Aid and watching the conspiracy videos, yeah, like real hard of, of the 1800s, of the 1800s, which is just random people gossiping wildly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it always is. That's that's the I mean, true, but like that's the f- interesting thing because people are like, you know, all like currently like, oh, you gotta watch out for the fake news, worry about fake news, you yeah, know? and it's like that's true. Um, and you always had to do that. You always in the entirety of had time. To. And often people listen to fake news in the in history and are wrong and exactly. do something terrible. Yeah. But like now, because of the internet, it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to spread it really fast when it's wrong. When it's like wrong and like hugely biased and, and dangerous. Like dangerous. And he's it's he's just been he's deep in it now. But clearly he's doing it in the middle of the night when strangers come and whisper things to <laughs> Yeah. And like uh y- you can probably get the feeling that he's not like running an underground railroad situation. Yeah. He it's just like mysterious and strange. But Asia doesn't know that. She's just like, I love my brother. I'm glad he's like home and safe. He's not doing so well, but you know, he's like my favorite brother, so you need to pick better. You have way better brothers than this one. Yeah, but it it starts getting worse. Like he starts ranting about like how the country is going down in flames and like not enough is being done. And no. it's the first time that she can't calm him down. Mm. And she's like, yeah, he's reached like their dad level of man rage, and it's it's not good. Bad. He leaves a bunch of documents in her safe, and he tells her, like, not to mess with it. Um, look at them immediately. Uh, and when he says he's leaving finally, he's heading down to the capital. He tells Asia, try to be happy. And those are the last words she ever hears from him. So, who's her brother? Look in the safe. Who's her brother? John Wilkes Booth. It is John Wilkes Yay! Booth. Yay! <laughs> it's John. He's the theater family kid. He's the... The weird Skarsgård, Hemsworth brother of the age. So when he gets to Washington, D.C. on a good Friday, he makes plans to go see a play. No. And because he is famous, the stagehands are like, yeah, do whatever you want. He's personal friends with the owner of the theater, uh, which you might recognize, John T. Ford, the Mm -hmm. Ford Theater. Mm -hmm. Around 10 p.m., he goes upstairs, and it's dark. This play starts. He goes into one of the boxes full of important politicians. He takes out a loaded pistol, and he shoots Abraham Lincoln in the back of the head, point blank. Yikes. John Wilkes, tiny baby hands booth. Uh, Turns out that innocent white baby hand kills the president. Mm -mm. Ah, whoops. Whoops. It's like if Luke Hemsworth killed President Obama. Like, what just happened? What? <laughs> Scoozy? Um, uh, Pennywise killed the president? If we're going by a scars yeah, guard. Bill scars guard. <laughs> it would definitely be Alex, not Bill. It would be perhaps Alex <laughs> scars guard killing we're the president. We're not accusing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that magnitude of like someone famous. Like people, yeah. random people keep photos of these people like in their house. Right. Uh, and after this, they like, like have, family. they have to like burn them. They're like, 
except that one. Super awkward. Do you have uh, Abraham Lincoln's last words in there? Um, I don't. Do you know what they are? Yeah. What are they? Um, it's, no one will notice, and if they do, they won't mind, because Aww. he's trying to hold his wife's hand, and she said they shouldn't because they're in public. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then he dies. It's so soft. <laughs> oh. But he dies. He's like, come on, Mary. And she's like, no, no. He dies later that night. Um, and the rest of the story, Booth jumps from the president's box. Some say he... Jumps? Yeah, he, like, jumps out of the box. Oh. Uh, some people say he gets kind of wrapped up in a flag and he breaks his leg in the fall. He's like a burrito. Yeah, he's like a burrito falls. No. Uh, but it's possible it happens later in an accident that he has with his horse. He get he falls to the ground. He yells out, uh, thus always to tyrants, uh, which is like six sempus tyrannus or something. Sure. Because I didn't care enough about the Latin to write that down. He yells it in Latin. It's a line from, you know, a Shakespeare play. What a loser. Uh, he flees south through Maryland and into Virginia where he's eventually caught uh, and killed because he won't surrender. Good. Uh, yeah, and he, th- what I didn't know is there were other people, like, involved. I didn't know he had... Uh, um, conspirators. Three, at least three co-conspirators. Mm. Two of them were supposed to go after uh, Seward. Three co-conspirators, Lewis Powell and David Harold, Her- were supposed to kill Secretary of State William H. Seward. And the other guy, George uh, Atzerott, was supposed to kill Vice President Andrew Johnson. Mm. Seward was only wounded, and uh, the guy who was supposed to kill Johnson uh, stayed home and drank all night because he lost his nerve. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And they all hung the same. Yay. I mean, yep. But what what was so interesting, uh, like, reading this through Asia's perspective is, like, how familiar it is, because, uh, like, they mention the uh, San Francisco Chronicle mm. uh, talks about how basically John Wilkes Booth was radicalized. Yeah. Uh, it's like he—they say Booth simply carried out what uh, secession politicians and journalists have been for years expressing in words, who have denounced the president as a tyrant, a despot, a usurper, uh, hinted at, and virtually recommended. Mm-hmm. It's like— People have been dog whistling him or someone to do this for years. Right, and he's unstable, mm-hmm. like probably abused. Um, it, it should come as no surprise that someone took all that racist, secessionist, extremist ranting seriously and yeah. finally did it. Uh, Asia's Asia Booth, Asia Booth's mm-hmm. responsible brother Edwin tells her to move on. Literally, he's like, he's dead to us now, as he must soon be to all the world, mm. and you should move on. Yeah, the the family in general doesn't share uh, Baby Hand Booth's southern sympathies, mm-hmm. uh, but in her writing, Asia calls African Americans darkies, <laughs> gross, uh, and she calls immigrants the refuse of other countries. Whoa, I'm like, your dad was an immigrant. Yeah. And uh, when you write this, you're an immigrant. How quickly... In England. How quickly you become removed, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, Haley, only immigrants to America are garbage. I mean, like, her dad. Yeah. I mean, he was. He was. That's true. But... <laughs> it's weird. It's like, he was. Yeah. But not because he was an immigrant. 
But I mean, so is your brother. So, so is your brother. One of them. Uh, she also says of she's she's very sympathetic mm-hmm. to her brother, and she yeah. says Lincoln's visit to the theater was the start of the fall of the republic, and his going to the play had no pity in it. Uh, it was jubilation over fields of unburied dead. So she's like, I mean, even if you like him, you gotta admit, who goes to see a play when like there's a war? Like <laughs> he he hadn't. It's like if. Like a president during wartime hasn't seen a movie in years and years and years. Yeah. And then, like, the it's war over. the war's over. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and see a movie with my wife. Yeah. For once. And it's, like, that's hilarious to me because her family are actors. Right. And then she's like, how dare you watch a play? <laughs> how dare you do that? What? And she ends her memoir naming the first American martyr, not Lincoln, but her brother. No. She she wanted the her first m- one. Yeah, she's like the first American martyr. There have been no martyrs my, previous to the eighteen like sixties. My brother John Wilkes Booth. Wow, died in a burning barn because he was completely out of his mind. No, she she's in London. She finishes writing the thing. It comes out to like a hundred and thirty some pages. It's not that long. Yeah. Uh, she wanted it published before her death, but she dies at age 52 of heart problems before it happens. Mm-hmm. And the manuscript is handed over to a friend of hers, B.L. Farjian, Farjian, something like that, who's uh, kind of a friend of the family. Okay. They were sympathetic to her, if not like the rest of her uh, extended family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he took one look at it. He's like, there's no way in hell I'm publishing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's too soon. Hello. It is in the parlance of the future too soon. Actually too soon at the time. Actually too soon. Like, um, we lost the death of a beloved president. Like maybe 20 years later. It's no, too soon. No, no. Uh, 50. You, sometimes <laughs> you make Lincoln jokes now and people are like, <gasps> oh, he died. I love it. People are like, too soon? Too soon? Really? <laughs> But 50 years later, his daughter, I think, tried to get it published. So at that point, it's 1938. And the historical value kind of outweighs, like, the insensitivity or just, like, it's too close to the action for it to not be biased. But it's a memoir. So, you know, at some point, the historical value of it kind of outweighs everything. Right. Like, the the problem with it is, as far as, like, I don't want to publish this because it's really biased. But, like, the problem is that she's his sister and knows him really well. Mm -hmm. And, like... The most important thing in history is, like, information. Yeah. And she's got a lot of information about him. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, obviously it's, like, tainted with opinion information, but she has a lot of, and, and, like, personal experience with him, too. Right. It's not like she knows him because they lived in the same town. He was staying at her house. Right. <laughs> and she knows what happened right before he did uh, it. Ah, they were, like, really good friends. Yeah. And siblings. And, yeah. Oh, no. So, no, of course you have to. You have to. There's a... There's a reprint in the 90s called John Wilkes Booth, A Sister's Memoir. It has a bunch of family letters and, like, extra stuff included. And mm-hmm. if you're going to check out a copy of this, I you should probably get that one. Because if you're even for a moment like, hey, maybe this guy wasn't that bad, you can go and read his actual letters where he talks about how hyped he is for the South to leave and, like, how abolitionists are traitors. Even though he's not from the South. And how uh, slavery is a blessing. Whoa. It's a blessing. Yikes, dude. Whoa. But, Haley, you said second anniversary was cotton and fine china. Yeah. Uh, well, because the South had a lot of cotton slave plantations. <laughs> 
And Asia uh, is where China is. Is made of cotton. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, yeah, there are, there have always been John Wilkes Booths. Yeah. But there's also genuine soft boys like Edwin Booth. Right. uh, Who. Cute daughter. And telling his sister, like, get over him. He's evil. Right. And he, like, tried to keep his dad well, even though his dad was terrible. Yeah. Uh, He studied across the world. He was a unionist who re-voted Lincoln to stay. What a good boy. And argued with his brother before he left. uh, I love him. to kill that president. Uh, While he was just seeing a play with his wife. Casual. Oh, yikes. Uh, He argued with his brother before he left. Mm. But he still... Fought to have the body returned to the family, even though he disowned him afterwards. I mean, that's nice. Uh, One day, he pulls a stranger off a dangerous train track, just like, just randomly, just because he's there. Uh, And he maybe thought nothing of it, but a couple months later, he gets a letter thanking him for his bravery because he saved Robert Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's son. That's so cute. He didn't know? He didn't know. Just, like, saved someone. That's adorable. And we know this because Robert Lincoln recalls the incident in a 1909 letter uh, to the editor of the Century magazine. He says, The incident occurred while a group of passengers were late at night purchasing their sleeping car places from the conductor who stood on the the uh, station platform at the entrance of the car. The platform was about the height of the car door. There was, of course, a narrow space between the platform and the car body. So there's a little gap. Yeah. Uh, There was some crowding, and I happened to be pressed by it against the car body while waiting my turn. In this situation, the train started moving. Oh, my gosh. And by the motion, I was twisted off my feet, and it dropped somewhat with feet downward into the open space and was personally helpless when my coat collar was vigorously seized and I was quickly pulled up and out to secure footing on the platform. Upon turning to thank my rescuer, I saw it was Edwin Booth, whose face was, of course, known to me. And I expressed my gratitude to him, and in doing so, called him by name. That's so cute. uh, Booth received a letter from a friend, Colonel Adam Badeau, who was an officer in the staff of General Ulysses S. Grant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Badeau had heard a story from Robert Lincoln himself, who had since joined the Union Army and was serving on Grant's staff. Aww. And, of course, I'm going to end with that picture again of him holding his daughter. Cute. Because they are so, so soft and And so cute. And he saved Lincoln. And he saved Lincoln's baby boy. That's so sweet. I know. It's like, aww. aww. Your family's not full of garbage. Why do you like that brother so much? Oh, Look at this man. brother. Look at this brother. Saves people, <laughs> and he's way more famous and seems really chill. Like, really cool, and he, he loves his family, <sighs> even when they're stupid. Including Terrible. you. <laughs> Terrible. No offense, Asia, but oh, Asia, you're, you're kind of stupid. Kind of a weird one out. I mean, there is a thing, though. Like, that happens a lot with people who have, like— people who commit terrible crimes in their family mm-hmm. that they're like but i love them and that's not the person i know so i'm just gonna ignore it oh, yeah and i'm like no no <laughs> yeah i've told my sisters like Ugh. if they come to me and are like hey i need you to help me with a dead body that i'm calling the police <laughs> fair i have no loyalty to you so or anyone I. over the law so that's the story of Asia and baby hands and... Baby hands. I love that you're calling him baby hands. <laughs> Tiny baby hands booth. <laughs> oh, and, you know, R.I.P. Lincoln. And then Lincoln. <sighs> There's, like, so much extra humanity around that story that I never expected to find. Yeah. 
I also want to let people know, <laughs> weirdly right now, at least I am researching a lot of assassins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like, or like assassinations in general, but also like specifically assassins. And like, we don't think that they're like cool. And we don't no. want you to think in any way that while we're talking about them and like laughing at them being weird or whatever, that we like like them at mm. all. Mm-mm. Because, you know, I did two episodes about Andrew John- or Andrew Jackson. Yeah. You said Johnson earlier, so now my brain's Yeah, messed up. I know, right? It's too close. Why? You're not allowed to have an Andrew Johnson VP like. Mere years after you have a Andrew president, Jackson. Andrew Jackson. But yeah, I've done two episodes about Andrew Jackson, who I loathe entirely. <laughs> He's the worst. And it's like, there's, Terrible. there's humor in everything. Terrible. Including terribleness. Um, so there you go. There you go. But expect more in the future. My last one was there were many assassinations. Mm-hmm. And the one I'm researching right now is an assassination. Uh, and I have yeah. another one. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to get my weird assassination one so you don't feel so weird. Yeah, but Hap- just expect a lot of death <laughs> from people in the near future. Yeah, spoiler alert. In history, most people are already dead. Yep. It happens. But sometimes people kill other people. Yeah. Happy uh, Black History Month. It becomes interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks, Lincoln. Sorry. Thanks, it was Lincoln. almost. It was his birthday recently too. His birthday is yeah. in February, so I think that's why President's Day is on the day it is because his birthday and Washington's birthday are both in February. Yeah. So they were like, let's just put it in February. It's just President Day. And I was like, okay, the day of all their birthdays. You know what? The two most important presidents, <laughs> their birthdays, <laughs> same month. So in the long term, the only ones that really count, <laughs> the, like the ones that America <laughs> considers, it's like parent, dad, people. Yeah. The yeah. important ones. Yeah. And you can cut this out, too, but I wanted to read you that uh, letter that Edwin writes to his daughter. Oh, please. Who he, like, loves so much. Uh, To my daughter, Booth Cedar, New York, November 15th, 1871. Uh, My own dear daughter, I arrived here last night. I found your pretty gift awaiting me. Your letter pleased me very, very much in every respect, and your little souvenir gave me far more delight than if it were of real gold. When you are older, you will understand how precious little things seemingly of no value in themselves can be, loved and prized above all price when they convey the love and thoughtfulness of a good heart. This little token of your desire to please me, my darling, is therefore very dear to me, and I will cherish it as long as I live. If God grants me so many years, I will show it to you when you are a woman, and then you will appreciate my preference for so little a thing made by you to anything money might have bought. God bless you, my darling. God bless you again and again, your loving father. Oh, my he is such a good dad and a good person. And if it turns out so he was like secretly terrible, never tell me. No, never. I don't want to know. He reelected Lincoln. He can't be that bad. Hold on. I, I have a surprise for you. Stay here. <gasps> Happy anniversary. <gasps> anniversary. You remember it's a little <laughs> corgi, baby. I got it from Comic-Con. Looky shiny. Oh, it's hollow. Hollow. It's so beautiful. It's like a corgi in a trench coat. So that you can put it on your water bottle. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's a little tricolored corgi too, like like my little oh. Lola baby. <laughs> I got him at Comic Con. Oh, thank you. He was, and that was the only one left. He was very popular. Is it? I mean, there might have been more, and they just hadn't put him out. But I don't know this way. I want to look at it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Happy anniversary, listeners. Yeah. Happy anniversary, Alexis. Happy anniversary. Thanks for joining us and people who listened to the beginning. 
Thank you. And people who go back and listen to the beginning, thank you. Oh, man. That's so great. Wow. I can't imagine. I know. I was talking to my friends, and they said they were listening to the early ones, and they were like, they make me happy. And I was like, that's very nice. But I was also like, ugh, cringe, because like they sound (laughs) terrible. And she's like, every podcast, like, they got to figure it out, you know? Like, that's just part of the thing. It is. It is. And it's true. Like... I listen to the early episodes of MFM, and they're not great. Yeah. Although now it's hard for me, too, because now I think about, like, sound editing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Everyone starts somewhere. Yes. It's fine. So thank you for enduring our bad sound that you probably don't even think is that bad. But to <laughs> me, it hurts. To the editor who notices. We, yeah. we appreciate it. I've thought about listening to the first episode, and then I'm like, why would I do that to I myself? Can't. No. Why? You can't. Because it was so awkward, because we'd never done it before, and then, like— and we weren't in person, which is way easier. It's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Skypey time. Yeah. Weird. There's so many things. Because you have to, like, you have, you have to be recording and have your microphone plugged in, but then you have to be, like, talking on the Skype and then have your headphones in so that <laughs> yeah. the thing can't hear yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. It was so many things. It's a lot. But, yeah, yeah thank you for listening. Um, email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Tell us how long you've been listening. Tell us which is your favorite episode. Tell us what we should talk about. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you can do it. And we love you. Uh, We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.